Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. 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 No, Hello. James. <laughs> yeah, no, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you just decided to leave, you know, like, fuck this shit for the night. <laughs> <laughs> We've only just started. You're already Hello. raging. What can I do with you, apart from fire you? But that's a different problem. You have to pay us first. Ah, we'll work something out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Dick Fate, our half-orc barbarian. And uh, I assume I'm still right with all those uh, titles, because you guys leveled up, and I don't think any of you multiclassed. Is that right? Uh, no. didn't didn't multiclass on a multiclass? No, no. not this time. <laughs> uh, Try class. You, you, I, th- I think you can, can't you? But it just kind of weakens you out quite a bit. Yeah, some people like might tack on like two levels of fighter just for action surge after they've already multiclass. But yeah, it starts to get a little bit funky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think diminishing returns on on subsequent level ups is probably about right. As well, mm-hmm. subsequent multiclasses rather. But yeah, uh, you know, no, we d- we did level up though. Um, should we cover that now, or should we, or is there anything more you want to go into first? Uh, go on, let's do the level-ups first. Tell everyone uh, just what you guys picked. Okay, shall I go first? You're talking. Okay, I normally am. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Tommy had ooh, a lot of choice, to be honest. And quite a difficult one, actually, uh, because I could level up uh, in Fighter... And get indomitable. Indomitable. I can't say it, but yes, get that, which is very useful. Reroll a um, failed save once a day, uh, or I could level up as a rogue, and that was a um, upgrade to uh, my core stats if I wanted it, which at this point seemed a bit better. I'm denied about going for twenty con, uh, which been pretty good, or upping my charisma or my intelligence. But I ended up uh, deciding to settle, well, deciding to go for a feat instead. And there are lots and lots and lots of tasty feats that would have been helpful. Uh, but I've actually gone with mobile as my feat, uh, which allows me to increase my speed by 10 feet so I can keep up with uh, Dick running around the map. I can dash on difficult terrain without um, any, you know, at the same speed effectively. Uh, and if I hit, if I make an attack against someone I'm uh, in combat with, uh, I don't provoke opportunity attacks if I decide to then move away from them, which is fantastic because it means I can dart around combat uh, in and out. So I've taken that and I've got more hit points, but that's about it. Everybody's got more hit points. Lardy fucking da. Well, you've got more hit points than you have before. Yeah, but I've, I've got 115 compared to you guys in the mid hundreds. Yeah, I got 140 now. And Bunkle's dancing like a Dickhead. <laughs> I'm only at one five nine. It's not that high. Oh, bastard. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, he needs it because he tends to block with his face in combat. So. <laughs> to be fair, that's kind of the point of the character. Exactly. He is. He is. He is, he is, he is the, sponge. <laughs> the ultimate tank. We, we just. We just need him to take damage. So, yeah, that's what he's done. I'm guessing you want to continue on with what else you've done as well. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, so I took my two levels both in Barbarian because that's what Dick Fate is and that is what 
dictate is going to be until the end. I've made that decision. Mainly because I understand the concept of multiclassing and I understand why people do it, but I want to see someone get to level 20 with the same thing and get the cool thing that you get at level 20. So I've decided that I'm going to do it. Um, I got Relentless Rage, which being a half-orc, I kind of had. So basically, if I drop to zero hit points, I my rage can save me on a constitution saving throw. But because I'm a half-orc, I actually dropped to one anyway. So now I get two temps. Nice. The DC staying at ten. And then I took my... I took my two points uh, rather than taking a feat, and I put them both in con. So my constitution is now 20, which is why my health is so good. Nice. When your health is down, to be fair, you're going to be cruel to me with my channel divinity, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with an AC 20 and <sighs> 159 hit points. That's I'm not too bad considering I'm a man in a duster. We, 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 yeah, he is. True. <laughs> you know, he is. That, that is exactly what we need him to do. We need him to walk face first into combat and take all the hits that would have come for us. Exactly. And you guys so, have pretty high hit, hit points anyway. So we do. We're, we're not, we're, none of us, are, we're not exactly mages or anything, are we? We're no, not exactly no, like no, begging for hit points here. Yeah. I mean, if I take more fighter levels, then I would get the D10 instead of a D8 as a, as a cleric. But this time I did go Cleric, uh, which increased the amount of Channel Divinity I can do, but also with the amulet, which Cookson's very kindly given us, well, given me, I can do that three times now, um, which means I can heal people, uh, is it three times my Cleric, no, five times my Cleric level, so that's 30 hit points whenever I fucking want to, which is awesome. Um, and Blessed Healer, which le- means that whenever I heal somebody with a spell with first level or higher, I get plus two plus the spell's level. So plus it's a level one spell, I get three hit points for doing fuckle, which is nice. pretty, pretty nice. There was something else. Oh, yeah, and I get another level three spell, which is I'm really excited for the level four spells eventually. But we'll see what happens. Only one more. Oh, three spells are pretty good, though. Yeah, uh, so things start getting a little bit tasty for I think all spellcasters. Oh, what was I looking at? I was looking at something and I could get banishment. I really want to get banishment. Banishment's good. It's good when you guys get uh, backed into a corner against multiple enemies. Because Solara just goes, nope. I think that's next level, isn't it? That's level four. I think so. so. Yeah, I mean, even then, you've got two level threes now, which is which means you don't have to pick the one level three you want to use that day. You've got a little bit more choice. That's good. I've got three level threes. Three level threes? Mm-hmm. Nice. I am awesome. Yeah, we're, we're all doing pretty well. If only we'd actually leveled up, because technically we don't until tonight. So we, um, <laughs> we're we still sitting on the hit point lo- total that we had just after the end of that fight. Yes. Still slightly injured. <laughs> yes. But I can't wait to dart around combat and run away from things. What, do a roga? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Harsh. <laughs> But 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 fair. But fair. But fair. Well, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's not he's not here to defend himself. He's dead. Yep. <laughs> well, yes, that's uh, fun levels for you all, and uh, we'll have to see how that starts to play out in time. 
But uh, I guess we should recap just what went down in the last, uh, I guess, couple of episodes, because it was a bit of a two-parter, I suppose. But uh, you guys faced off against your old friend, Martin Howard. And uh, he ambushed you in the final room of the Shrine of Othrin, right next to the uh, main man's sarcophagus and uh, destroyed bones. He launched quite a vicious attack at you with the Hounds of Tyndallus coming through from... Who knows where? <laughs> but you guys turned the tables on him. You managed to finish off the hounds, and he decided that facing down all four of you by himself wasn't the wisest move, so he noped right the fuck out of there, disappearing quite uh, suddenly, which I don't think any of you expected. Seems uh, our old boy Martin's got a few tricks up his sleeve. But that left you guys alone in the room, or so you thought. Turns out... That uh, big blue foot you saw in the corner was still alive, at least still attached to a living storm giant. A very, very old, wizened storm giant uh, known as Vathrun, who turns out was kind of a caretaker for the shrine. Seems he's been keeping an eye on it since its creation, and not by choice. You found out through a bit of questioning and some of Sophia's uh, inbuilt knowledge that she was given by the Stone Wardens that uh, Vathrun is effectively the person who is kind of responsible for the old uh, Titan King getting killed. Lured him into a bit of a trap and then the orcs finished him off. Didn't exactly go too, down too well with the elemental titans and they effectively cursed him to have to live in this shrine for all eternity. And he's kind of been waiting for anyone to actually successfully get through these trials and, I don't know, engage in a bit of conversation, finally. He's been quite lonely. I guess it's a bit like number nine buses, isn't it? You wait all like a thousand years for like one person to come along and then two come along all at once. I know. It's been a busy day for the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yep, he introduced himself and he took you guys to Othrin's treasure room and basically handed over a bunch of items to you. Some uh, fun ones for yourselves, and you found the item that our uh, ancient white dragon friend is looking for, a uh, folded piece of black cloth. But I don't know what any of you have done with it yet, or if you've inspected it or anything like that, but we'll get to that, I suppose, in time. Uh, Dick is now steadily becoming a lot more intelligent, as you found <laughs> a headband of intelligence, and he's now going to be the <laughs> smartest per person in the party. <laughs> By a depressingly long way. <laughs> I, mean, I only have an intelligence of 11, so let's, yeah, you're, you're flying ahead of me. Yes, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah. Bear in mind, like, a 10 is basically average intelligence, maybe a 9, I think, for a commoner or something like that. You're a 19. You're... Dick Fate is now Professor Fate. He is a genius. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only problem is now I have to ask smart questions, and I yeah, don't yeah, think do. I can. <laughs> yeah, you do. What were you before, mate? What was my intel? Hang on, wait. Uh, intelligence before like an eight or something. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think it was an eleven. Oh, okay. so you're the, you're the same 12. as Tom. So I'm. Yeah. I was cleverer than all of you. Yeah, it was an 11 because it was the same as our wisdom, which was also an 11. It's, a, it's I mean, to be fair, for a barbarian, it is a dump stat. There is no reason to be a smart barbarian, is there? No, no but now, but it is because it's fun. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> and, 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 and let's be honest, it's because, because there is nobody who needs it, because no, we don't have an intelligent spellcaster. 
there is no point for any of us to be that smart except for the obvious fun of dick being smart so yeah fuck it he can be smart i don't care (laughs) (laughs) but he just has to actually role play a smart person now so good luck with that Part, part of the reason that Tommy's intelligence is so low is so I don't have to try and revolve play a smart person. If I don't get a puzzle, it's like, yeah, Tommy's not that smart. It's fine. <laughs> it's like you and Rogar looking at a table, being like, it's a table. What? That was hard. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> out. It's a table, Sophia. <laughs> it took us a while. Leave us alone. Mrs. Mrs. Privately educated. <laughs> privately educated yeah exactly man don't you wish your dad had just bought you a headband <laughs> <laughs> went to make you walk up the hill both ways in the snow you know have to really earn that uh, education <laughs> I mean, of course he just bought your brother the headband but you know it's fake course, child yeah. and all. just 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 Ugh. to rub it in yeah bastard yeah, um, that was the at least these trinkets. There are maybe a few more secrets that uh, Vathrun is holding on to at the moment, but he also started to tell you about an item that he has access to called Uthrin's Eye, which is basically like a crystal ball, which allows you to scry on people and read their mind, it seems. Basically cast it's the Detect Thoughts spell. And funnily enough, this one is exceptionally powerful because it can't be removed from this shrine. It also gives the target disadvantage on their saving throw against it. So, you guys started to think, uh, who would we want to spy upon? And I guess that was kind of where we left off. I'll I'll recover the scrying spell for everyone at home, so we all know what we're doing here. But there is one thing I just want to touch upon because I uh, forgot to mention this in the treasury because it is uh, somewhat obvious. Um, on the side, where you can see one of the murals of Othrin, You've seen all these little plinths around that had all the items on. You see something that looks almost discarded, but it's been laid down next to this nice mural of Othrin the Conqueror, Othrin the Titan King. It's all its splendor. And what it looks like is a bunch of broken metal shards. Oh, okay. Can I just go and have a look? Go, go on, go on. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to wander over it with him as well, just because I want to like look, but I yeah. don't. One of you want to do me an investigation with advantage if you're helping each other? Yeah, I'll, I'll just give the advantage. Go on, Mister Brainiac. A ten <laughs> <laughs> with uh, advantage. With advantage, yeah. a ten. Oh, um, damn. <laughs> I mean, Christ. it. it it looks a nice metal. With a 10, I'll give you... Looking at how these shards might have fit together, do you think there may be some pieces missing? But it kind of looks like it may have once been a shield. Ooh. Okay. But now they're just jagged chunks of metal. So does it look like they can actually fit together or not? Uh, it looks like you could fit them together. Now, do remember, a shield for Othrin would have been huge. This yeah. now, if you melted it and forged it down, there's probably enough metal here to create a shield if you wanted, or other items. Ooh, interesting. So, I wonder, okay. that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it's um, so it's, it's probably um, big man shield. Then I, I wonder if it's it looks damaged. I wonder if it's still got any kind of enchantment on it or any kind of spell shit. You giant guy, dick is smart. Bathroom. Dick doesn't mean Dick remembers his name just because he's smart now. <laughs> Dick and Tommy think this one's shield. 
Can Dick have this? Vathrun looks over and nods and goes, Yes, that was one Sothrin's shield. Was said to be nigh unbreakable until... He kind of smirks a little bit as he looks at the shards. Until his end. Of course, you may take that as well. It will serve you in some way. Of holding. I don't have one. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll tuck it into the bag holding them. Sure. She takes Wait, the big. I was going to say, how much does this weigh? <laughs> uh, they are quite heavy. Um, I don't know what else you've got in the bag, but uh, you're probably getting uh, most, most, mostly, mostly gold and platinum, I think, in this one, and the, and a few other trinkets and bits and bobs. Yeah, you're probably getting maxing out at that point, but I'll let you take them. Okay. These are shards. Okay. okay. So, yes. what are you guys doing? Are you asking him any more questions, or are you going straight to the uh, scrying? Question before we go on to the scrying. Since uh, it seems that Dofrin had an army, would you care to elaborate on what might be in said army now? He looks at you, um, kind of scratches his chin a little bit and goes, Dofrin's army was made up of all the giant clans, drakes that had been brought to the cause. And, of course, they were bolstered by Othrin's gifts from the Titans. They aided in his conquest. So, um, the, uh, Dick doesn't really know much about the heart of Othrin, but uh, I'm guessing maybe this has some link to those powers, as you will. He nods and goes, Yes, during his ascension to Leading our kind, Othrin went through many trials to prove himself to each elemental titan, and then, upon their success, each one bestowed upon him a gift. The titan of flames bestowed upon him an innate magical ability to summon fiery death and destruction from the skies. The titan of the water plane gifted a truly monstrous beast to serve Othrin's armies. The infinitely destructive Kraken used to lead his armies on the ocean until it was slain in the final campaign. On the Titan of Earth, well, it gifted him probably its most powerful weapon. It forged a creature in Othrin's own image, a giant made of rock and stone, and tied it to Othrin's heart. A shard of rock connected with the plane of Earth, allowing him to control the creature and direct its will. It was like a mountain come to life. It could crush cities, scatter armies. Where it is now, I do not know. And Tommy, yep. when he's describing this creature... You get a sudden flashback to when you were shown a glimpse of the future from our uh, halfling friend in the tower. You were shown images of yourself running through the woods, being hunted by someone with a rifle, eventually meeting up with your old uh, serial killer friend, telling you that you couldn't run from what was coming. But the thing you remember most is as you stared at Black Frost Fortress, as you watched it under assault from giants. You saw a truly titanic creature, literally an arm, reach down from above and smash some of the tallest towers of the fortress. 
just crumple it with its hand. Oh, yeah. And that sounds very much like the weapon that Vathrun is describing. And also, it's um, it's it's connected to the to Uthrin's heart, and it links directly to the plane of Earth. Interesting. Good old buddy Oswald coming in in the clutch. Hmm. Bugger. The only gift that I have access to is what the plane of Earth offered. Uthrin has been gifted many things: power, weaponry. What he lacked was mobility. So the Titan of Earth created a ship that sailed through the skies, and Othrin used it to scout ahead of his forces, and even through the different planes. And that ship is still here, within the shrine, the only item recovered. Ooh, that could be very useful. That sounds like fun. Yep. Yeah. So it seems Othrin had access to some sort of pl- cross-planar airship. We're going to need that. awesome. So... Uh, oh, wait, what... what <laughs> so... So... It, it can only travel cl- across the plane... Across planes, or can I just keep it here and travel in this plane? Just flies like any other airship. But normally it takes about a day to recharge, but it can jump between one plane to another. Shit. And uh, for practicality, it basically works like the plane ship spell, except it can only be cast once a day. Dick Vance, it's very interesting. Plus, you can also, plus, well, sorry, plus you can also just like fly around normally. What kind of speed are we talking when it's in one plane? It was said to be faster than anything that existed during Othran's time. Perhaps there have been advancements since then, but. I'd wager it's still quicker than most. Because we know some uh, fuckers you've got airships, don't we? Wait, I wasn't here then, so I don't. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, long story, Dick, my, uh, my good friend Valmin was uh, taken by uh, some fuckers in an airship. And uh, having our own might be a bit tasty. That does sound like a very promising acquisition. Yeah, definitely. Uh, is it... I'm guessing it's still working. Bathroom nods, as far as he's aware. It's still functional. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, uh, sounds good to me. I guess uh, that's our way out of here, then. I do have a question about um, the dragons, like, children. Is there any... Do you have an opinion why we shouldn't give it, give her her children back? I mean, she's terrorizing the top of this mountain and if you give her a, give her a kids back she can terrorize the world unless well, we can make an ally of her i mean we could do but then again trying to um say oh look we have your children but we're not going to give them back to you it's a bit harsh oh yeah but completely melting us into uh nothingness which is something she could quite easily do is also a bit harsh but she might not hesitate so I don't know. We might have to have a bit of a think about what we're actually going to do with that. Like, I, I'm not averse to giving her a ki- not averse to giving her a kids back, but also, I don't want immediately her to go. Thanks very much. Murder. Well, it seems like a very simple thing. We bargain. Yeah. We can have this if we can go. And now we have a ship. We can go anywhere very quickly. So even better. Oh yeah, completely. It's a bargain. All I mean is, I just 
we just want her to hold up her end, as it were, after we fuck off. As Dick believes, uh, dragons usually quite honourable creatures, not uh, not really ones for, uh, shall we say, deceit. Well, let's hope so. Right, anyway, yes. What else was there? I guess we got to have a bit of a think about where we want to fuck off to next, then. i got some ideas, but let's there may be more... First. Might be more pressing concerns, but yeah, I think perhaps uh, having a little look-see might give us an idea of... Uh, what we want to do first. Dick's already walking over to it to go and look for Montel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys carried on. <laughs> Dick was just clever, like, does that mean that boom, he's not go. an arsehole? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. just a clever arsehole now. You're not right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that worse? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> They're going to end up taking the headband off me when we get back. Yeah, <laughs> Probably well, while you're asleep. Yeah. Um, no, I think... Um, I think it's. I'm. I'm not averse to looking for Montel. I mean, we do kind of want to know a little bit about him as well, don't we? He's. Uh, he's we did actually find out he was real. You did find so, out he was real, and did he not offer you something? If I remember correctly. He was going to have a chat to you guys, and then never showed and up. And then never. Yeah, yeah. He never turned up. So yeah, find out where he's got to. So yeah, boom, doing it. Fine. Okay. And if you ask you, that, you, you, you got to stick around for the rest, eye. though. <laughs> Suppose. <laughs> so uh, let's cover a couple of things here. Okay. So you can use an action to cast a detect thought spell with a DC of 17 while you're scrying with the crystal ball, targeting creatures you can see within 30 feet of the spell's sensor. You don't need to concentrate on this detect thoughts to maintain it during its duration, but this, but it ends if the scrying ends. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then how detect thoughts works used once a very long time ago which I used once on you guys because that was fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 complain 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 (laughs) Uh, detect thoughts so for the duration you can read the thoughts of certain creatures when you cast the spell and as your action on each turn until the spell ends you can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you if the creature you choose has an intelligence of 3 or lower it doesn't work um, you can learn their surface thoughts, like what's currently on their mind, um, but with an action you can shift your attention to a different creature or probe deeper into that same creature's mind. If you try to get anything deeper, they get more wisdom saving throws. So are they going to be aware that we're scrying on them? Depends. Now, that's the other part. So, scrying. You can see in here a particular creature you choose that's on the same plane of existence as you. Now, this particular item negates that bit, so it doesn't have to be on the same plane of existence. Uh, The target makes a wisdom saving throw, which is modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. If the target knows you're casting this spell, it can fail it voluntarily if it wants to be observed. But otherwise, it doesn't know it's being cast. Now, they get modifiers based on whether you have second-hand, first-hand, or familiar knowledge. So if you know the target, you've heard of the target, you've met the target, you know them really well, etc., and if you have any connection to them, like, on you. So do you have a likeness or a picture, a possession or a garment, a body part, lock of hair, a bit of their nail, etc.? That all changes their save modifiers. If they are successful on saving, the target isn't affected, and you can't scry on them again for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. On a failed save, the spell creates an invisible sensor within 10 feet of the target. You can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there, The sensor moves with the target, remaining within 10 feet of it for the duration. 
A creature that can see invisible objects sees the sensor as a luminous orb about the size of your fist. Instead of targeting a creature, you can choose a location that you've seen before as the target of the spell. When you do, the sensor appears at that location and just doesn't move. So if something can see the orb, but it doesn't know who necessarily put the orb there. I'm just thinking of my dad. Yeah. Because he's dangerous. Yeah, but I have reason to believe that he wouldn't really care. Do you think so? Probably not. He's that powerful and... <laughs> I it might, it, it, it might annoy him slightly. But... Yeah, and I also... I, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm pretty confident he won't let you read his mind. But, you know, seeing him going about his daily business, you know, he's probably going to be having a laugh. Well, I... <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, so, is there anything else to cover before we um, dive in and find out just where our friend Montel happens to be? No, I don't think so. Okay. Should we, we do it then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do it, do it. Okay, so Bathroom will walk up to this large kind of engraved statue of Othrin, touch this uh, crystal ball of an eye, and essentially grants everyone in this room a little vision. So he tries to focus on Montel. Now you, Dick, are familiar with Montel. Mm -hmm. You don't have anything of his on you, I don't believe. No, I don't believe I do. You don't even have a picture of him or anything, so he wouldn't get any changes there. But he'd get a minus five for you being very familiar with him. And he says with disadvantage anyway. All of you see a rushing sense of movement as the sensor pushes towards the target. All of a sudden, all you can see around you what looks like woodland and grass. Seems like it's night. It's very dark here. And you see in front of you a rather old, slightly run-down looking wood hut. Door firmly closed. Two windows, one with a light on inside, seems to be lit by a candle. And all of you see what might be Montel. You see a young man, slightly elven features, very fair, seems to be looking in a different direction from you guys. And all of you just hear, Now, now, dearies, spying on Granny isn't fair. I suggest you look elsewhere. And the vision ends. Bollocks. Dick is already marching out of the room. Stay <laughs> <laughs> for the rest. Montel need help. Dick go say Montel. No grandma, no dame. Hang on, hang on. We've got to go find out where he is first. I'm guessing that means because she cancelled it that we can't do it again. You would guess so. Do we have any idea where that might be? Bathroom, just um, Woodland. Squints a little bit and goes, given how the spell worked and the time it took to connect and the woodland around, I would suggest that it was possibly the Feywild. Feywild. Again. Okay. And given Whoa. that that creature was able to counteract this magic, I would be concerned about what sort of Fey entity you're dealing with. Who is this Montel? Uh, he's a uh, Dick's mate. Montel, Montel, great friend. Montel, Dick's great friend. Actually, Dick rather surprised. Mon Mon Montel normally, uh, you know, always there in the nick of time, always there to uh, 
right precise moment when when needed. Dick Montel great fighter. Montel and Dick great friends. Seems your friend might be in a great deal of trouble. The Fae are precious beings, powerful, easily offended, often deadly. It would appear that Dick Fate is perhaps not of this world anyway. So there's no uh, nothing to say that he's not from the Feywild. But I'm guessing he's not allowed back. Maybe he's uh, not done his own work or something. Seems a bit strange to me. Dick not hear of this Feywild before. Montel never talk about it. But uh, now uh, Dick knows we can get there. Yeah, we can. But look, there's a few. We've all got a few people we want to save, and also potentially prevent the end of the world. So, Angfire, let's go and see a few other people first, while we've got access to this technology. Dick will think of people who may be able to help. All right. That's a good idea. All right. Well, who's next then? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who's next. It's my mate Falmin. If we're doing mates first. And I do have some things of Valmin's. Quite a few. Okay, so Valmin. Vathrun touches the uh, eye again, and all of a sudden you're granted a rush of vision, and you're surrounded by rocks, darkness. You can hear, it sounds like hammering metal on anvils. You can hear the roar of flames in the distance. You can hear the general sounds of toiling, people grunting, God yelp of pain. You hear the crack of a whip, and you see a slightly older-looking gnome, which you recognize as Valman. His clothes are dirty and torn. You see manacles around his feet and arms, tying him to what looks like a workstation. There's a conveyor belt nearby that seems to be bringing him raw material. You see multiple guards in the area all shapes and sizes some of them you think maybe are some sort of dwarf but others you're less certain of they could be human they seem to be watching him intently he's working away hard no one in the room seems to have noticed the sensor do you wish to attempt to read his mind yeah i do okay another save of Elman. okay you push into his thoughts and right now surface level thoughts are pretty simple He's hungry, he's thirsty, he's trying to think about the things he's creating. It's almost like you see a little bit of a mini blueprint in his own mind as he's trying to fit pieces together. Unfortunately, that's just the surface level. Do you wish to try to push deeper? Yes, please. Okay. You push further into his thoughts, and you start to see exactly what he's building, what he's being forced to build. You see the larger piece of the blueprint in his head before you only saw a little section of he seems to be building pieces for a large mechanical creature it almost looks like a dragon with three heads that's his current work you can still sense some defiance in Valman. he doesn't want to be doing this but it doesn't seem like he has much of a choice right now shit we need to sa- we need to save my friend <laughs> Dick wants to know, can you uh, go into Fort Deeper, see if he, uh, see where this place is, maybe? Since you, I assume mm. we don't know where he is. Can we try? Um, 
I know it'd be. I I I know it's being relatively specific, but I assume it would be possible. I'm assuming he's seen it, so he might not have. Well, you wouldn't quite get something like that. So what it, what happens when you probe the thoughts is you gain insight into his reasoning, his emotional state, and what's looming in his mind. And right now, the creation of this weapon That's is what's looming in his mind. Yeah, right. So we need some scouts, is what you're saying. Do we have... Um, I'm guessing we don't recognise any of the people around him. I mean, we saw a few people on the ship that took him away. Are any of them there? Um, none of them are there, but the, there are some guards close enough that you see them. So do me a perception check. Okay. Uh, an 11. Wow, that's terrible. An 11. Still down, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Someone wants to help. You can get advantage yeah, on that, because you're all seeing the same vision. Yeah. So if you want to roll that again. Uh, slap bang again, another 11. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. With an 11, you don't get a great amount of detail. Uh, they're all wearing very similar clothes, kind of these light uh, leather armor sort of gear. Looks to be more lightweight than usual. Um, you wonder if that's because they're underground. It's probably quite hot. Uh, they're all carrying weapons. The thing you do notice, though, with an 11 is on their chest, just above their heart, they have a stylized symbol of the firm's mechanical spider. Black on red. Fucking firm. Well, if we need any proof, there it fucking is. Right. Yeah. I guess, is there anything else worth seeing? Uh, I'm ask, kind of asking everybody else, apart from the fact that Tommy's got a burning urge to go and save him, because, I mean... <laughs> well, for, 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 for two reasons. One is, is good friends in manacles, and the other one is he's building a fucking dragon. A mechanical dragon that we will have to fight at some point. Dick has no doubt that we will have to fight mechanical dragon. But as Dick has said before, Dick has defeated a dragon, a real dragon, in the art of war. And we still are not sure where he is. Where do, where do you suppose we go? Uh, well, I mean, could scry on the ship that carried it there. We know the, uh, hang on. We know it's, uh, we know my dad's probably in Arankashur, isn't he? And we know that's where the firm are. So it may not be this place is there. Do we know anything else about... Could you not scry on the ship? Just... That's not a location or a person. Mm. Is it not a... Mm. Okay. Was it, was it... I will not argue. <laughs> was it Arkenveld? Was that it? That was the name you had that um, it was Rurik that gave you that. He said some of his, uh, it seems there was arm shipments coming from there. Should we, should we scry on Arkenveld and see if it seems to, I mean, it's a pretty big place. I mean, you know, you say on a location. I know the locations have to be one you've been to before, doesn't it? I was going to say, I believe it's, uh, instead of targeting a creature, you choose a location you have seen before. Ah, bastard. I saw it on a map. I'm afraid that's not good enough. But uh, I mean, that's that's where I think he's going to be. That's where I I probably take the airship to. But well, yeah, that's that's one way to. I mean, we can't do that now, but um, that's a good shout of where we can go to find him. Okay. Well, shit, I don't really like this at all. Um, well, I guess while we're still here, we gotta gotta keep looking. Sophia, your turn. Do I really want to search for my dad? 
I don't know. Um, I'm, 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 what I'm thinking is we kind of we each have a crack, see, go see what we want to see uh, each, and then when we run out of ones for ourselves, we'll pick a ones for all of us. Is there anyone you're burning up to see? Do you I see wanna... your brother, Solara? I don't know. Should we go for a nice one and go see Solara? Check, check up on the missus. Yeah, make sure she's safe. I mean, should have yeah. given her something soon. She'll be reading her phone next. Should we just go generally to um, Black Frost Fortress? Make sure everything's okay there. It's not a bad shout. Well, I mean, if you got to, if you, I mean, if you want to check on Solara, you're probably best checking on her herself. You assume the place, if the place is falling apart, she's she's going to be falling apart. So you know what I mean. I guess it depends depends how much you want to invade your um. You go uh, for the privacy. privacy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. not, not so much. I mean, you can always if if you don't get any sign of what she's how she's doing from the place, you can always maybe just um just pop in for a sec. Maybe don't read her thoughts though. <laughs> Definitely read her thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> we we we. I mean, me and Dick, we can read her thoughts. That's fine, isn't it? No. <laughs> in, in, this, in, in, like this, in this, well, you know, it's 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 better, surely. It's better, but no. yeah, definitely got to be better than your girlfriend reading your thoughts. Come on, I mean, well, sorry, <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, conference call reading her thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> she's never gonna know. Girlfriend from another life when she remembers that you were a girlfriend. Oh, too mean. On that note, should we see how she's doing then? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's less, it's less, less invasive that way. I'm saying. <laughs> There's no real trust there. <laughs> okay, so you guys going for Solara? Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so Bathroon again touches the crystal ball and uh, your vision suddenly flows quickly across the icy plains and returns you to a very familiar looking library in Blackfrost Fortress. You see a table filled with piles of books. Most of them you can see have been either left open or they're just full of bookmarks and there's note paper everywhere and it looks like Solara has been hard at work but it seems that right this second she's taken a pause because she's sat at the table and she's holding what looks like an envelope in her hand and you can see quite clearly it's addressed to you Sophia Ooh, right this is the only reason I would be think like finding out her thoughts okay this is the only, because she's obviously looking at something that involves me I mean, yeah, she I mean, she 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 started. It, she's reading your mail, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me. We are we are doing this, but I'm trying to make sure that I get no comeback. <laughs> oh, you're totally getting comeback. Okay, so you uh, start the concentration and look at her surface level thoughts. What's on her mind right this second? And right now, she is a little confused, um, a little concerned. She knows. She should probably get back to research, and there's not a lot she can do with this right now, but it's hard for her to pull away. Part of her maybe wants to read it, you think, but she seems to be not opening it. That's her surface-level thoughts. Do you wish to push deeper? Bugger. <laughs> be more specific, Solara. Think more specific thoughts. <laughs> I don't want to push it. I but will. If it, it can, if it concerns me, then yeah, why not? It does concern okay. me. She gets another save, then. So you know, tech thoughts, wisdom save, eighteen. Ooh. Maybe not. The spell ends, and 
You see, she looks a little shocked because she knows someone just tried to read her mind. Bugger. I'll text her later. <laughs> <laughs> what was it me? The Soz. Soz just wanted to know what was in the envelope. Okay. Right, blame um, me. That was Solara. <laughs> right. Really are doing a interdimensional cable episode, aren't we? We are doing interdimensional yeah, yeah. cable, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dick, was there anyone else you wanted to see? Dick knows of only one man who can help us. Who? He knows for sure is still alive, since you said Samuel Crane is now dead. And I lost a great friend all those years ago. So that leaves one. You may have heard of before, because he is Kurt Van Helsing. Fuck off, you don't know Kurt Van Helsing. He's a oh, legend. Yes. Dick does know Kurt Van Helsing. Really? Dick, Dick share many drink with Kurt. In fact, you... Dick, Dick, Dick jam with Kurt. And what? Dick pulls out his triangle. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you, you, you better not be fucking bullshitting me, mate. You really know Kurt Van Helsing? Would you care to step up to the looking glass? And Dick's going to saunter over with uh, a sense of, yeah, damn right, I know famous people. However, you may portray that. Name dropping Dick. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this will be an interesting one because you're familiar with him. So it's I am. Five. You don't have anything of his, right? Uh, no, he didn't give me anything because obviously it all kind of got. Yeah, and I roll this with disadvantage, so what do I get? Snow White. Gonna have to do with some math here. Okay. You watch as all of you are once again, your vision is taken from here, and there seems to be a moment's instability with what you start to see, almost as if trying to lock on to Kurt Van Helsing is quite difficult. You're not really certain why. Your vision kind of flashes in and out for a moment, but eventually you see before you a stage. You see a band who seem to be playing, all of whom are wearing these stylized, expressionless, white masks. And the way they're moving and playing their instruments seems very unnatural. You can see a little bit of a crowd, all of whom look enthralled. Again, it looks very unnatural. They're all dancing and swaying to the music. And right up front, you see a, a man who is the size of a halfling, but something about looking at him right now, he looks much larger, much more looming. He's covered in these yellow tatters that sort of make up a robe. He has a crown upon his head and a very similar white mask, though his looks much more impressive. And there's something about staring at this figure that Dick, you don't even remember why anymore, but looking at this hurts. Tommy, you do remember why, and there is a sudden quickening of your heart as you see the eyes, these yellow eyes, look up from the mic and stare directly at this floating orb that's just appeared in front of him in the middle of his practice for the gig of the century. And, uh, I mean... What do you say, Kurt? Or should I say, what do you say, King in Yellow? Unless someone has been playing around with magic to 
broadcast my performance or maybe he's making a documentary. Um, whoever's the owner of the dome directly in front of me, you're ruining my flow. Please fuck off. Kind of it, really. Um, meanwhile, Tommy is uh, trembling slightly. As I say, I assume I can't retort, so... <laughs> uh, I mean, you probably can, but I don't think uh, Mr. Van Helsing can hear you. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, you remember me? Dick! <laughs> Move the orb well, to make it look like a penis. <laughs> like, it, like, like a sprinkler. Future <laughs> <your> penis. <laughs> it would appear that, uh, that, that Kurt Van Helsing is going through his experimental rock phrase now. Um, he's probably going to lose a few fans uh, and maybe gain some more uh, yeah to to Tommy, Tommy basically can't right now he, ju he just can't uh, Kurt because is is famous me, 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 no no because, because because the king in fucking yellow is staring at him and ah. yeah that 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 makes um, Tommy's PP grow small do you ask sorry uh, Kurt do you ask any questions here well, I, 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 you. I was originally. He's, he's, he's basically. His, his thought is that someone's either trying to get a documentary. Someone's trying to, um, trying to record something to portal something to try and get a sight of, uh, Kurt practicing for the Geek of the Century, and uh, he's not best pleased, and he's asked it to fuck off. And if it doesn't fuck off, he's going to probably have a bit more to say. Okay. At the Do moment, we fuck it off? just. Seems... Should we watch? Up to you guys. I mean, you could, we could, oh, uh, you, uh, you try and spin it around somewhere out of his. Dick, like... no, well, Dick. See how he retaliates. Oh, I read his mind. Off. Yeah, I think that might. I don't think Tommy would want to do that because. Um... Tommy might not, but Dick doesn't remember. Yeah. I know Dick is smart and obviously understands that it causes him pain. Dick, well, I don't know. Dick's hoping to. Maybe understand more because he doesn't recognize this guy as Kurt. Okay, that makes sense. Why well, you'd be probing more? You know, now I'm worried about Kurt. So, fucking paparazzi, get this thing out of my face, or there will be consequences. Do you want to start probing? Can, can Dick read his mind? There's not. There's not how Dick know Kurt. I mean, you can attempt to push. So, okay, we'll do a save. Kurt, Kurt will also. If this thing is still isn't moving, I'm not entirely sure what Kurt can do now. Um, well, you felt someone attempt to push into your thoughts, and with a 17, you resist. This thing just tried to break into your mind. You can do a fair few things. <laughs> if you wish to... Hmm. This does not bode well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well if, if first thing he's going to say is fucking paparazzi. I guess the question is, what would you like to do? Because I have a lot of options here. <laughs> well, I mean, his his immediate thing is, okay, so, so someone is on the other end of this. Someone's trying to read his mind from somewhere. Uh, he doesn't want that to happen. Obviously, then they they fail to read read his mind. So now he he would like it to fuck off. Uh, he'd also he's also quite intrigued about who might be doing this, and I I'm, I'm wondering if he has any options to find that out. If he doesn't, then uh, he would. You may use the king's voice if you wish. Uh, could you l elaborate on what the king's voice does? <laughs> 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 you, 
you may pose a question to a single creature that can hear and understand you, and they must immediately answer as truthfully and efficiently as possible. Shit. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, that's not too bad. Do it. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will ask the entity on the other end of the portal. Who the fuck are you? Speak up. So, Kurt, a lot of this is very new to you, and you're still kind of flexing certain muscles that you didn't have before, but you stare at this sensor. You stare intently at it, and part of you knows that if you really, really wanted to, you could be where it is. You could go anywhere you wish to. You are not bound. But right now, not everything is available to you, at least not that directly. So you do the next best thing. Those of you in the room, in the Shrine of Othrin, watch as Vathrun's body begins to contort. His eyes glow yellow. His head twists around to face all of you. And in Kurt's voice, ask your question. Who the fuck are you? Everyone make me a Christmas saving throw. Charisma. 11. Uh, 17 from Tommy. Tommy is not fucking talking to the king in yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Two. If he can help it. Um, Fuck's sake. I'll say this. You all fail. Oh, shit. Yep. I tried. Yeah, that's happened. (laughs) I I, I had a feeling it might, but yeah, I tried. (laughs) That was a uh, DC 21. Fucking hell. Well. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Answer the king's question, would you? Dick Fate, looking for a friend. Tommy Hawkins. Andren, really, really pleased to meet you. As you hear their answers, Kurt, you feel slight pain. It's not quite time for this yet, and perhaps you're overreaching. You have things that you need to focus on, but at the very least you learnt who's spying on you. You have to mm-hmm. sever the connection, and you return to your practice. Bathroom drops to his knees, like, coughing. You see, he basically throws up in front of you all a bunch of sick bile. He does not look happy with that interaction. Um, I rush over to make sure he's okay. After a few sort of dry heaves and nasty cough, he kind of nods at you, Sophia, and goes, I'm, I'm okay. I don't know what that was. I've never had that happen before. Uh, can we, can we, can we not ever do that again, please? Uh, fuck, it's gone now. That was the, the king in yellow, Dick. Your friend is the king in yellow. That was, that was, that was me. That was Kurt Van Helsing. But, uh, not as I know him. Or how I assumed he was based on his music. Let's be honest. He didn't sound a lot like the King Yellow you when he's rocking you know, out. You say you know this king. He king of what? The King in Yellow. The king of a colour? Dick doesn't know. <laughs> it's somewhat difficult to describe. Suffice to say that for some time I was in fact the herald of the King in Yellow. And also Samuel Crenn. About the time he was... Um, how should we say, controlling you, Mr. Fate? Dick Fate would never allow it. I would catch him before he did it. Well, you, you didn't. 
And well, you were. Did not believe you. You, giant man. How you feel? You carry on? Yes? He sort of nods and goes, Certainly it takes a lot more than that to kill me. Yes, oh. you, you, you said before, we have to destroy this place when we leave, then you can die. That sound like plan? He kind of squints at you and goes, I don't really think you'll be able to do that, but I appreciate the thought. There's a big dragon bitch outside who can. Maybe. In uh, repaying it, her kid for her kids. Is that what we want her to do? We'll in any case. In any case. Is hurt. In any case. Uh, let's let's not uh, uh, let's 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 not spy on the king in yellow again. Let's find somebody else, somebody a little bit lighthearted, maybe uh, a little bit better than that, uh, or maybe not, but someone who uh, who isn't going to make me feel violently sick. Please. What, like my dad? In fact, it's my it's, it's my turn. So, Rogar. Who do I want to see? Actually, do you know who I want to go see? I want to go see Martin and see where he's fucked off to. Cool. Interesting. Probably the Dreamlands. Probably. You want to but... find um, your dad, the Balsborn? Um, we might get to that. He's, well, I'm not a Balsborn, but we might we might go and find my dad. We all know you're a Balsborn. Even I didn't know you were a Balsborn before the headband. Come <laughs> on, my uh. We'll go go see. My, so if you see my dad, we'll find out he's not Baal, and everybody will be happy. All right, but I will go see Martin first. See where he's fucked off to. Okay. So you'll try to focus upon Martin Howard. You saw earlier today. Your vision shifts, and it's like moving briefly through a, a greenish haze and fog. It's almost like the spell's having a little bit of difficulty locking on to him. But after a few moments. You're suddenly inside some sort of cave. Martin almost half steps, half falls out of a corner, catches himself. He's panting, breathing heavy. You can see he's angry, but he also looks a little bit nervous as he begins walking forward with the sensor following him. As he walks for about a couple of minutes through this cave, you hear, I hope you have good news, Martin. Tell me, were you successful? As you hear the voice of Lysandra, Martin... the name off the list. (laughs) ...walks over to her, but as she comes into view of the sensor, you recognize the voice a little bit, but she doesn't look anything like you remember her. When you saw her, she was a rather standard-looking woman of about maybe 30, 35 years old, dressed like a some sort of warrior cleric. Now, she's wearing dark robes embroidered with this script that looks painful to even try to read. You see she's covered from head to toe in these loose, rotten bandages, and the bits of her skin you can see turn your stomach. Martin approaches her and goes, Well, um... About that. It seems, uh, they're a little bit more, uh, prepared than I thought. <laughs> I, I can't say that I was, uh, 100% successful. Sandra is stood next to what looks like a large table set out like an altar. You can't quite see what she's doing. The sensor is Martin stood just about 10 feet from her. She turns and walks closer to him and goes, 
Yes, I can see you're alone, and I didn't expect you to kill all of them, but you couldn't even bring one person back. Martin, if you're going to fail me, then I have no reason to keep you around. Do you understand that? Martin seems a little bit nervous, angry, but you can see that just clear off his face that he's suppressing it. He nods and goes, Don't worry, I, uh, I gathered uh, valuable intelligence. I'll make certain that I don't fail next time. I, I guarantee that. She nods and goes, Perhaps, but you cannot be without punishment. She looks at that nasty-looking rusty axe that Martin carries with him, and he takes it off and hands it over to her. She walks back over to the altar, and you don't see where she places it, as it's just out of view of your vision. She then walks back over to Martin, almost far too quickly. She moves just inhumanly as both of her hands clasp around his head, and she digs thumbs into his eyes and begins to chant. You watch that green fire start to appear around where she's crushing his orbital sockets. You watch as blood and flame seems to cover Martin's face. He screams. He screams again and again until she eventually lets go. Martin collapses to his knees and you can just see blood pooling down. But you hear, Thank you. Thank you for sparing me. Uh, I won't fail again, I promise you. Now get out of my sight. I don't know if any of that you wish to push into his thoughts once that scene begins to end. Dick would say yes. Yeah, go on. We might as well. Okay. In for a penny. Give him a save. Oh, well, you cast a spell initially, so... I've done his save in case you want to go further, but his initial thoughts, I mean, pain, anger, really, like, looking into his surface level thoughts, you know what it's like to be angry, what it's like to, you know, be in battle. You realize that looking into Martin's mind is very different. When he is angry, it's like looking into just a black pit of hate. This man, he is a killer through and through. He might hide it behind a bit of charm and a smile, but he is completely vicious and will do whatever it takes to get back at the group of you for causing him this humiliation. Is he, can he still see? He can't quite get that. Um, not from a surface level thought, but he seems to be in a lot of overwhelming pain in his face. Should we push? I think we should. Dick's just like, and you were friends with these people. Oh, we were we were not friends. <laughs> we're friends with Rogar. We, we, we were allies of convenience with this fucker. <laughs> mm, very well. Let's see if we can find out what he actually fucking wanted from us. We, yeah. we, we should probably find out and uh, find out what about Evil Lady too. He's planning to kidnap us, prick. Anyway. Uh, I'm she um, didn't see the orb. Yeah. Glad. It seems neither of them were able to just pick that up naturally. Just mm. mm. helpful. Or maybe she wanted us to see. Yeah, there is that too. Also a possibility. 
you push further into his mind, but it seems maybe through the pain, maybe through the anger, but he is certainly steeled against it right now. And you hear him say, Lysandra, it seems we have company. And you watch as he pushes himself to his feet, and where he previously had human eyes, you see the bruising, the blood, tears in his skin, but you now see two green flames just burning with hatred, and it certainly seems that now he can see the orb. Bugger. Alright, let's fuck off then. Let's fuck off. And, yeah. As he stares at it, it's almost like your vision through the orb begins to corrode and crack and start to fade away even as you're trying to disconnect. And, uh, I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Bugger. Oh, good times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we're fucked. Oh, we're not. Yes. We're not fucked. We're not. Not, not we're, yet. <laughs> we all. We're, we're not. We're all right. We're all right. We're doing well here. It wasn't we're, as nice as I thought it was going to be. I thought we'll just do some viewing, and and it's fine. Yeah, but you got to think we've done the viewing. It's just when we're. It's just we've only failed a couple of times when we tried to push into people's minds. No. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're finding stuff out. At least he couldn't come back through the portal like Kurt could. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, I wonder what else Kurt could have done. That's what scares me a little bit. <laughs> well, so we he know could he, come was, into the fucking he could room. come into the room. Well, he not not he quite gets, yet, but yeah, yeah. But when he gets when he gets when he gets there, yeah, yeah, I know, and that's that. But but even other stuff that he could have potentially done to us, uh, at least all he did was ask our names. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's that at, at that point, you know, anything else would have been a bit hasty, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, there was if 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 it if he could have kept up a little bit more. I mean, if and it, and, it, and you hadn't said Dick Fate as a name that he recognised and was maybe would have given him pause if it just been some randomers. Then I don't know. Could he cast a spell through it? Yeah. If yeah. so. He would have done that. True, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hates... if you're like saying it would be documentary makers, something paparazzi trying to get a hold of him, then yeah, he probably would have killed them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he would have done. <laughs> Everyone hates paparazzi. Fucking paparazzi. Um, Always hounding me. <laughs> I know. I mean, now, now we're big stars because of this, um, the pod. I can't leave my house anymore. Demonstrate. Kept locked away. Yeah, I know. And just to think, you you guys here listening now, you know, in in ten years from now when we're ultra superstars, you were here first. You're the OGs. You can be like the hipsters that say like, yeah, yeah, we liked them before they were cool. <laughs> Very true. Oh well. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. That was Gunpowder Treason, no plots. If you wish to uh, chat to us or find out more about the show, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. You get the episodes a week early. You get some uh, different tiers with different rewards on them. You get to join our Discord. It's lots of fun. If you don't want to join Patreon, though, if but still want to support the show, go give us a uh, review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast provider, because we're on all of them. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, all at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot, that's full of lore and backstory and details and things like that. And, uh, yeah, I'll hand you over to my co-host to say their own little goodbyes. ba da ba da ba 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 da ba ba da
This week, I again have no question. But I've been asked for, well, shall I call it a shout out? I shall call it a shout out. Why not? To my children, thank you for listening. I've been Dick Fate. It's Ask Dick! Well, hold, hold the phone. Dick Fate's got kids. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know this. <laughs> well, I, you. I mean, a man walking with his dick out all the time, you know, he's, he's bound to attract some people. Hey, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm plucking I mean, the seed. <laughs> you, you, you clearly have already. Um, but, <laughs> I'm guessing but, it was but, the one-year-old that asked for the shout-out. He can't talk like that yet. <laughs> he, but but, but in, in your mind, you, you knew he wanted it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, let me roll a D100. Mm-hmm. And Flo's going to read out what it is. So that is a 90. Ooh. 90, in fact. 9-0. Tentacle rod. Uh, that's Dick Fates. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. Made by the drow, this ma- this rod is a magic weapon that ends in three rubbery tentacles. This is so weird. While holding the rod, you can use an action to direct each tentacle to attack a creature you can see within 15 feet. Each tentacle makes a melee attack with a plus nine bonus. On a hit, the tentacle deals 1d6 bludgeoning damage. If you hit the target with all three tentacles, it must make a DC 15 con save. On a failure, the creature's speed is halved, it has disadvantage on deck saving throws, and it can't use its reaction for one minute. Moreover, on each of its turns, it can take either an action or a bonus action, but not both. At the end of its turn, it can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on its success. Really? That is weird. Here is my Why? orgasm stick. <laughs> Why <are you> Go! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can buy something like that in Ham Summers. <laughs> <laughs> oh that my is God. so odd. I apologise for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and you thought we'd run out of dick jokes for this episode. <laughs> Never. <laughs> well thank you for listening everyone that's compatibility in the plot we'll see you in two weeks time goodbye hey, bye. Bye. see ya hey there I'm Emily I'm Erica and we're your new best friends whether you like it or not <laughs> Listen to Grow Out of It every Sunday to make fun of us, as all best friends should, while we read our old creative writing from our childhoods. There's a first time for everything, the magnified voice <laughs> replied. Mm-hmm. My name is Morgus, and I will destroy you. <laughs> Classic Morgus. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.